Hi and welcome to the Expansive Podcast. My name is Eric Kruger and this is our final episode for 2020, uh, the year that has been uh, three or four years long. And of course, uh, joining me on the podcast is my ever-elegant co-host, Mr. John Sane. John, welcome to the final episode of 2020. Wow, we made it alive. Uh, lucky us. Uh, many people didn't. And intact mostly. Um, some people's emotions aren't intact uh, and ours yep. have been up and down with them. So thank goodness that we have made it to the end of the year and welcome to everybody. Thank you for joining us again for this podcast. It's always a pleasure having people join up and make comments about it and just engage with it. Always still surprised at how many people far flung around the world comment on the podcast. So to everybody, thank you and welcome and congratulations to you to making it through 2020. I hope it's been as seamless as possible, but I doubt that it's been totally seamless. But whatever has happened, I hope that it hasn't been too serious and that you're excited about developing something new uh, for the next sort of uh, year or so that we're coming through. So Eric, how how how's the, the year winding down been for you and what have you been up to? And uh, give us a quick brief. Yeah, so I mean, the past two weeks, I've pretty much been man down. Thought I had COVID, uh, did the test, came back negative. Um, actually went and also did the uh, antibody test where they mm. prick your finger. And mm. uh, it was funny because uh, Dan and I both went to do it. And then she sent the picture of her blood test or her little strip test uh, to my family group. And my dad thought it was a pregnancy test. Oh, wow. <laughs> it, looks, it looks kind of the same. <laughs> so she, she, didn't, she didn't lead with, we went for our antibody testing. Oh, so he wow. kind of freaked out a bit. Um, but, but it came back negative as well. So, yeah, I've been man down. To be honest, I haven't been able to get to, I haven't felt very effective at all over the past yeah. few weeks. Yeah. Uh, today is the best I've felt. And... Yeah, I'm actually, in a way, it's been a good break. And I actually feel like ramping up into the rest of the year instead of ramping down. Mm. So it's kind of, it's kind of a weird so you've space. Had a forced, you've had a forced sort of rest. Rest, yeah. And yeah, it's now I'm rest. already thinking. But that always happens to me as well in December is that I get to sort of mid-December and I'm ready to go again. And then I get really frustrated because everyone else <laughs> is still on break. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Look, uh, there are some countries in the world that don't uh, think about Christmas. Uh, Saudi Arabia. In the Middle East, mm. go and start doing business there because everything yeah. is normal there. It's weird. <laughs> Nothing's like, there's no holiday there. What are you talking about? What's Christmas? It's Christmas. It's not a holiday. Listen, so, and uh, uh, yeah. of course, well, before I say what's been happening for you, I want to say congratulations on another bestseller. Uh, that's number four in the bag. Congratulations. Uh, yeah, thank you so much. Uh, it was a great relief and uh, exciting prospect. On Friday last week, we got the list. Uh, nine overall uh, best-selling book in South Africa and uh, yes. second on the non-fiction uh, book, only behind the K53 licensing book, which doesn't really count. <laughs> but either way, um, very good, very happy. It's amazing. I felt such a sense of relief and excitement and joy once it had achieved. And it's almost like I slumbered into like a... Uh, after we received that. So yeah, a lot of hard work and a lot of focus and attention has been going into the book for the last sort of six months. And so really happy that it's been delivered and received so well. And uh, yeah, I see it keep popping up and different exec uh, exclusive books is using it. Maverick is using it. Take a lot's using it as marketing and pulling customers awesome. in. So yeah, just exciting, you know, really good. And I'm glad it's out the way because uh, I've started writing my new book and my, my, my excitement is really bubbling up about my new book. And um, people are still asking me to talk about 
stuff from Future Next, which is obvious because they've just mm. gotten it. But you know, when you when a book's eventually reached the shelf, you stopped working on it months before. Um, and so the editing and the re-editing is really not my favorite thing. And so mm. I'm, I'm excited about the new one and, and excited that it achieved that uh, bestseller status. So thank you. You, you know, it's quite interesting as well about that is um, you, you look at Simon Sinek, right? And like start with why. I mean, that's actually really old by now. I think it, it's like 10, 10. years maybe. Yeah, yeah. And like it, it, to still be talking about that, I think it must be quite, I don't, I don't know, maybe he doesn't find it that difficult, but it, like you have to have that release of an idea and you almost want mm. to let it go. But like this idea of his is so um, Made perennial, such an I guess, yeah, you know? yeah. Like that you still have to be speaking about it. Like how would you feel if you had to still speak about Future Next a year from now? What are you talking about? Time? People ask me to talk, talk about What's Your Moonshot from oh, do four they? years ago. Do you oh, still yeah, do just, that? I've just got an order for 200 copies of, what, of What's Your Moonshot. Some oh, company. But, but do you still talk I think about Vodacom. it? Or the, okay. um, look, I think just like Simon, I mean, his next book is called Infinite Games, right? So mm. it's an extension of your why. It's so... Mm. And if you think about Gary Vee's books, they're all extensions of each other. And so you can't really go far afield for away from your topic. I mean, it's just what mm. you're passionate about. So, yes, I speak about What's Your Moonshot, but in very different terms now, mm. not using the same language as before. And just like Infinite Games has started the why, but in different language and in different terms. So mm. um, it's always the same theme um, mm. it's always the same theme and, and for all of us I guess you know your next book is going to be about leadership again because that's what you know that's how you're good at and self-motivating and discipline and leadership is your game you know mm, mm. so yeah uh, I actually have I actually have the idea for my next book um, you haven't even finished which, this one yet what are you talking about I know but you know how it goes you know how it goes okay so you're writing Dangerous what's the next book are you allowed to tell us uh, no not yet no I'm, I'm still uh, letting it percolate a bit okay okay yeah. Okay, good. Jeez, it's like a ridiculous thing. They would keep popping books out. It's like somebody, actually last night I was at dinner and somebody said to me, jeez, uh, man, you're writing another book. That's unbelievable. I'm like, guys, this is actually what I do. It's not like, yeah, it's not on the side. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were like, jeez, where do you get the time? I'm like, it's what I do with my time. It's not where do I get the time. I don't have, I don't have a full-time career and writing a book, you know? <laughs> writing a book is my career that's brilliant so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I think it's good to remind everybody it's like everybody's so impressed you're like well, okay, yes you can be impressed but I mean that's not the yeah. point the point is what I actually do I mean, it's what I'm supposed to be doing yeah exactly <laughs> I don't know what I'd be doing with myself if I wasn't writing another book um, but what, I, what, I, what an amazing thing to be able to do and to m demystify the process of writing a book because you know and I'm sure you, you suffered from the same thing as me it's like how do you get mm. 400 pages of thinking like where does it even come from and then when you start you're like oh my god i've got so much information inside me it's, mm. i don't even know where it's coming from you know uh yeah. you know dangerous has been a very interesting book to write because the first one was obviously just a compilation of different ideas like there was no central thread going through mm. whereas with dangerous there's a very specific thread yeah and i've actually like it's it's been sure it's been really difficult uh to piece it all together mm, mm. and and i've actually just put a call out just before we jumped onto the um onto the podcast today to say i want to speak to 15 people about what makes them dangerous mm. because i've noticed that when i have coaching sessions that's where i get most of my insight mm, actually about mm, how mm. to talk about this book so i need more i feel like i need more uh, raw material more people mm. in mm. into the process 
Um, but listen, so we're already kind of halfway into the podcast, and today is really about a recap of, uh, of 2020, and specifically about the words that we chose for the year, because, mm. and we'll do, we'll do that as a very first episode into 2021. Uh, I'm really excited for the podcast and how we're going to approach it in 2021, and we'll tell people more about that in 2021. Mm. And will we do our uh, work uh, word of the year uh, first episode next year? Yes, yeah. Is definitely. that how, you, is how we're planning it? Okay. okay yes. Cool. And then, uh, but for today, you know, your word for the year, well, I'll let you introduce it. Um, no, let me, let me just say, I'll tell people. So your word was fluid. Uh, that mm -hmm. was the word that you chose for mm -hmm. 2020. Mm -hmm. um, what I want to know from you is how did this word play out for you mm -hmm. this year? Mm -hmm. um, and perhaps I'll just leave it there for now and then I'll, I'll ask you some mm -hmm. follow-up questions to that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, to all the listeners, you can hear who the coach is in this uh, partnership, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like Eric's got all the questions, right? Um, this is all cool. Um, look, my word was fluid. And let's just think back to December last year, January. I was sitting in Dubai. You weren't sitting mm. in a different home, right? Um, you actually weren't in this home that you're in right now. Yeah, yeah. I think, I moved, yeah, you were in your other home. December. Yeah. Mm. And so remember that, I mean, our lives were fundamentally different. And it was a trajectory second to none. And we were just so busy. Things were so ample, I guess, you know. And so I chose the word fluid because I wanted to be um, adaptable to whatever came. I didn't want to have any jagged edges. I wanted to be more accepting um, and quite generally more fluid. Mm. And I was amazing because what I did was I changed all my passwords on all my banks and everything to fluid something, 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 dish, dish, dim, something, something. <laughs> and um, so uh, every time I engaged with my computer opening it, closing it, sending a mail. My email address was fluid at johnsonnet.com. Uh, all of these things, every time I engage with that word, it reminded me of my theme. So it wasn't mm. as though I just made the word. I was just constantly reminded by it and that I should be more accepting of what's going on around us. So two major things that really um, were a fantastic sort of result of this word. One was my total fluidity and seamlessness in moving countries and moving from Dubai to my parents' farm in within 24 hours, I made that decision and it was absolutely seamless and fluid and it worked out really well. And just a week later, the airport's closed. Mm. So as far as that's concerned, my behavior was very much on track was I was looking for. And then a while on the farm, I decided to move to Cape Town and I got an apartment on top of the ocean, quite literally, um, in Clifton. And I am surrounded by water, fluid. Mm. And water, as a Cancerian as I am, uh, always has a very deep healing process with me. You know, even in Dubai, I live near the water. And so being back in Cape Town has been an incredibly healing process for me, dealing with some deep, deep stuff that's come up for me and uh, being around the ocean 24 hours a day. And in fact, when, the, when, it's, when it's storming and there's wind and there's howling, the ocean is everything but relaxing. It, is, it's a, it, it wakes me up because it's so loud because um, there's no rhythm to it. You know, there's like, a, mm. there's just waves crashing from everywhere, wind blowing. And so... It's, it's, it's been fluid both aggressively 
and mostly passively. And living inside on top of the water has given me this ability to heal uh, on a much deeper level that I don't think I would have had if I was living in concrete or not mm. looking and being with the ocean. So it's themed my year in a beautiful way. And uh, I think I've been as fluid as I possibly could be. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 it, it's just, it's a word that's been with me, you know, and my subconscious and imprinted. And we must remember that language is such a fantastically powerful thing that even language itself is telling us certain words mean certain things without us even realizing it. One of the ones I learned today was television let me tell you my vision or tell lie vision. Mm. And that television has been this propaganda machine, you know, for so long. And just that word itself is telling you what's going on with it, you know. So mm. language is so, so key. And there's so many of these words like intimacy. It's into me, you see. Um, and there's so many of them. So using words and language to theme your year and theme your movie that you're in. It was just such a fantastic word to have. Mm. Um, yeah. And where, where do you feel like there hasn't been fluidity in your life? Like, where do you feel that this year you've been, um, cause obviously with COVID, you know, as where's the obstruction been or I'm, I'm looking for, you know, where fluidity hasn't been as easy to apply. I think, I think accepting the fact that all our income evaporated, that was mm. tough. That was really tough. You know, I, I got to th count my blessings that I was living on the farm with my parents. I didn't have any expenses. Um, so it was okay. It kind of like crossed each other out. I wasn't living in Dubai paying those rents and, uh, you know, using all that money. But uh, it was tough. It was tough uh, being flicked off the stage, quite literally and figuratively. Mm. Um, and I think that that was tough. And, and, and I kind of dealt with that while writing Future Now. Uh, around mourning of future memories and the drama triangle and all those things really start to dawn on me that those tool sets are important for me to become more fluid. So I was quite active in trying to become aware and then trying to fix. Mm. And at the moment, do you feel like there's any sort of areas where you aren't as fluid as you need to be? No, I think, I think um, the total acceptance that the world we're in right now is going to be with us for the next few years. Mm. The, the sort of the, the idea that you, you want to go visit London and the response always is which London? The mm. one pre-COVID and the one right now and the one post-COVID are very different Londons. And just easing into that. You know, I remember waiting for the airports to open so I could go to Greece on holiday. And, and now I'm talking this year, right? And just releasing the idea that I need to go anywhere. In fact, I made a post about it on social media. I said, happiness isn't only about what you have. It's about also what you don't need to worry about. Mm. And fluidity is really about that. It's about what can you take away from your decision-making process that can make you feel more relaxed. And me not going back to Dubai next year, me not craving to go traveling anymore because realizing that traveling isn't what it used to be. Just the flight itself is terrible. You can get COVID because you're more exposed to more people. Where you, you arrive at your destination, it's going to be crappy because nobody's out. It's, so releasing all those things has made me feel a lot more fluid and a lot more seamless and just actually quite content, mm. um, which has been quite a nice surprise, you know? Yeah, I think it's been great because it's, it's both a, um, a decision-making tool in that way and it's also a sort of a stance towards the challenges that you are facing. Mm, exactly yes exactly well said but okay enough about me mm. let's talk about you 
let's talk about your word and let's talk about how it played out for you this year and where, where was it powerful for you? Mm. So my word was dangerous. Mm. Um, and Sorry, been, I always feel been... like doing this. Dangerous. It's a Michael Jackson. <laughs> Every time you say that, I always want to sing dangerous. Like I I've got a horrible voice, so don't worry about that. But I, I remember great. waiting Sounded in the great. queue of getting his Dangerous album. It was, a, it was the first time a disc was gold. Remember, the CD was actually gold. Dangerous. Okay, carry on. Sorry. Way, way before my time. I, I, oh, I my God. You MP3, liar. So what you, can liar. I say? you liar. You liar. But yeah, anyway, okay. Yeah, You're not that young. About that. Okay, cool. Yeah, so so Dangerous. That was, that was my word for the year. And... Um, Obviously, like I've had a, a very strong affinity to the word now for, for quite some time, for about a year and mm. a half. Mm. And the reason why I themed it accordingly was because it was going to be the year to write the book um, and mm. to really go deep into applying it into coaching, applying it into facilitation. And also, I think, you know, when I, when I initially stumbled across the idea of being dangerous, I also recognized in myself that I was not being dangerous. I was being harmless. Mm. And I, I didn't want to be that. Like, I wanted to be like just the most effective, the most powerful version of me in 2020. Mm. And so two things happened. I think the first thing that happened is that 2020 made me or rendered me harmless many times. Mm. Um, you know, we, we had this initial reaction to COVID, which we've spoken about, um, to lockdown, where we just went full on into offensive <laughs> mode. I think, we were, yeah. I think we were really dangerous when it struck, like, yeah. you know. Yeah. And then we had this delayed fuse. Um, where I, I, just speaking for myself, I became really harmless. And I, mm. I, I woke up embodying everything that harmless is about. Demotivated, deflated, mm. defanged, declawed. Like, I, I just, I experienced that firsthand. Mm. And what it made me think of is when I was still a physiotherapist, uh, you know, you would always be working with people who'd just gone through surgery, major trauma, and you'd be pushing them because you knew it was good for them. Um, mm. But they would be sore and they'd be fatigued, you know, and they wouldn't feel like it. And then very often, like, but I mean, you have a certain level of empathy with them for what they're going through. But mm. every now and then you would get sick. And it actually doesn't happen that often because when you work in that environment, I think your immune system becomes quite strong. But you would get sick and then you'd wake up one morning not feeling ready to get mm. up, fatigued, in pain, etc., etc. And actually going through that gives you a lot more empathy and understanding mm. for where people are at. And I think it actually makes you a mm. better physio person. or, or someone just or a rehabilitation. Yeah. 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 And so actually like, you know, being harmless this year, I think has actually made me see it at a different side of what it means to be dangerous because I always work with high performers. And so it's always been about taking them from here just to yeah. a higher level. Yeah. So it's actually been good to kind of just feel what it feels like to be harmless and mm. to also understand the amount and the immense energy that has to go into moving you from like the, the energy that needs to go in from zero to one is a lot less than from minus one to zero. Mm. Like it. that's what I, what I really felt this year. Got it. Got it. Got it. So, so that was the one part of it. But the second part was that. So what you're course, saying, what you're saying is that you had no empathy before. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you saying indirectly? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to psychotic, read between the lines. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a bit of psychopath uh, before this. Now I, I feel people's pain. Before I was numb to it. These useless peasants. Yeah, no kidding. Okay, yeah, sorry. I interjected. Second one, please. Um, second one was that um, 
it was just a great call to action. You know, like I think we've had many call to actions like be resilient or be anti-fragile. The call to action for me to be dangerous has been something that's kept me focused on moving forward. Mm. Um, and the last thing, which is actually really interesting, is that, you know, I think where fluid and dangerous, where they differ slightly, is that dangerous is also just content for me. It's also part of a content stream, right? Yeah. yeah. And it's by far been the thing that's made me the most money this year. Mm. So in a way, like it's also, it, it saved me in that way. So it's built my business in this way. Mm. Just the fact that it's been something that I focused on. Mm. Um, I think it's such a, a unique take on the, mm. yeah, but it's just such a unique take. And I think that language in itself is, is so uh, sticky mm. and you've created a term that other people know, but just in a new way. And it's created mm. stickiness for you. And, and it's also given you a point of anchor into being dangerous, reminding yourself to be dangerous and also having the, audacity to ask for those numbers or uh, want to engage with those types of clients in the most dangerous way possible. So it's been fantastic to mm. watch you do it as well. So yeah, congrats. Mm. That's really great. Thank you. Mm. Thank you. And, and I, I just, I agree with you, you know, that the language that we use shapes our world. Like that's yeah. just, that's just fundamental. Um, this yeah. morning when I was on a coaching call with a client and, you know, as soon as I speak to them about being dangerous, just having the language, not having anything else, not understanding the context, the layers, the applications, just having the language excites you. And, and it already orientates you mm. in a certain way of acting and thinking and, and showing up. Mm. And so we need to be more attentive to the way we speak and mm. what we speak out into mm. our own worlds and into our own lives. Um, but I also think that people should really pay attention to like, what word, and, and this is a good thing to start thinking about now in, in the lead up into 2021, is what word do you need to anchor yourself around uh, coming into a year where we've just had, like, we've had a, it's been a crazy year in many different ways. Mm -hmm. Like, what word are you going to use that's going to anchor you or that's going to elevate you or that's going to help you Catalyze break through you. whatever's yeah. Yeah, been happening yeah. for you? Uh, start thinking about it now and start thinking about it um, I, in terms of the outcome that you are trying yeah. to create in your life. Yeah, I think the thing is also it doesn't have to be a word like dangerous to catalyze you. It can also be like, you know, I, I use this example. My friend Amir, he's got two kids, new young kids, and his word was boundary. Mm. And it was, it was weird because I was like, what do you mean boundaries? Like, geez, dude, I just need, I just need time. I don't have any time to me. <laughs> and I was like, that's such an interesting word because it really just depends on where you're at in your life. And so it doesn't have to be a hoorah, rah, rah word. It can mm. also just be, I just need a bit more elegance in my life or I just need a bit mm. more time in my life or whatever it may be. But just it's important to theme it and uh, it's important to have it as an overarching uh, uh, sort of type of story you want to tell. You're like, is it a drama? Is it an adventure? Is it a relaxing movie? Is it a lullaby? Like, what is it? And everything is valid. You know what I mean? It's a, mm. All of it's valid. There's, I also think this culture of you know porn hustle as they call it also isn't really the thing and i think COVID's taught us that this year is that nobody was really spending enough time with their families nobody was really spending mm. enough time with their house like most of us weren't because not because we weren't trying it's just it wasn't important and now it's just become important so i think it's also important to to take that into account and it's not always mm. about achieving sometimes it's just about celebrating or it's just about 
being content and that's okay. And, and I think we've got to be okay with, with either or. But if you want an energetic year, absolutely. If you want a, a, a high energy or calm year, that becomes your choice. Uh, also, mm. spend some time thinking about the word. I have already got my word. It came to me in an ayahuasca ceremony a few months ago. And so I've also been thinking about that word. I mean, in fact, I've started to learn how to spell it because it's quite a hard word to spell. <laughs> and so we'll talk about that word next year when we kick in and your word. Um, but yeah, it's been a fascinating year. It's been a, it's been a gift wrapped in sandpaper. And uh, a lot of people haven't got through to the gift yet. They're still in the sandpaper. And other people have already got mm. to the gift. So we've got to see it as that. And I think just one thing that I want to end this off with is that 2021 is not going to be easier. Nobody must come with this um, ridiculous notion that we're going to go back to normality. I think if anything, it's going to get a lot harsher. Um, I think it's going to get a lot more complex and complicated the domino effects of all the bankruptcies and all the socioeconomic questions and the Black Lives Matter and all these things are still going to be working through and there still has to be solutions while we watch the old world implode, while we watch the old ideas that we used to trust so much really start to expire right in front of our eyes. And uh, mm. yeah, it's scary, but it's also exciting. We are alive mm. in the time of the world where it's doing this massive transition and, and you know, how many people can say they were alive through that? And so, yeah, quite a lucky thing to still be here. You know, I think I, I'm really happy that you said that because there is this kind of feeling that 2021 might be different. It's going to be a continuation of what we've been experiencing. But I think the best thing that you can do is just hit it with energy, like come into 2021 ready yeah. for it. It's been a tough year. Take some time off, like just get the, get the, create the capacity again that you need. So that when you hit the ground in 2021, it's going to be challenging, but it's going to be through the threat. It's going to be through the challenges that we actualize, that we become more than what we are. Uh, brother, thank you. This is our first full year of doing the podcast. Um, yes. From Jan all the way, we were consistent. We, we made it. Thank yes. you. It's been a phenomenal journey so far. The podcast has taken us across the world, literally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's... Uh, it's zoomed us into many different organizations and it's mm. been a hell of a ride. Mm. Thank you. I've, I've enjoyed every second of it and I've learned so much from you and I look forward to continue learning things from you in 2021 as we bring even, I think we should even have a word for the podcast next year. Oh, okay. That's actually yeah, a good okay. idea. I think. That's a good mm. idea. Yeah, it's, it's, it, is, it is a little entity on its own, right? Yeah. It's uh, nice to give it some personality as well. Mm. I think we so, must have something themed around dogs. But um, I'm kidding. Um, look, Eric, thank you so much as well. You know, you know, if uh, the listeners don't know, you do all the production on the on the podcast itself, and uh, it's always such a win for me. And also, we're such vastly different personalities. I also learn a lot from your calmness and your insights. And um, so, thank you as well for making the space for it, and always making sure that we're getting the podcast done. Uh, you are the 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 sort of gatherer of us. You are the one who, who does that. So the thank competitive you so much for achiever. That. Just the competitive achiever, exactly. That is you. That's his Enneagram uh, number, just by the way, if anybody knows uh, Enneagrams. Um, yeah. yeah, so yeah. Uh, you were the yeah. assertive, the, the bastard controller. What, uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Calm down. What? Calm what? down. I'm, just, I'm calm trying down. to. Active uh, controller. Active controller. Like, Sorry. Bastard controller. Jeez. <laughs> that went south quickly. Bastard <laughs> controller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, uh, active controllers. I think there's more dictators yeah. in, in the world in active controlling. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of my it's one of my traits that I'm working on. Uh, try and soften your dictatorship. I think that's the that's the theme. 
Anyway, thank you, everybody. Um, thank you. And uh, we'll see you and chat to you in 2021. Ciao. Yes.